You're listening to the 15 More Yards Podcast, your home for all the latest news in the world of golf equipment. Make sure you follow us on the iTunes Store and Google Play Stores at 15 More Yards Podcast. Go ahead and give us an awesome review if you'd like to. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at 15 underscore more underscore yards. Why do all the work looking around for golf equipment news when we'll do the work for you? Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the 15 More Yards podcast. This is your host, Lance Wheeler. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, after a bit of a week off, uh, crazy week, spring break at my house, traveling with the family, traveling with the kids, super excited to be back with you today. Uh, we are pumped to have Chad Coleman from Callaway Golf. Chad is a social media manager for Callaway. Um, he, you can find him on Twitter, at hashtag Chad. He's one of the most prominent uh, Twitter guys out there in the world of golf. So if you don't follow Chad already on Twitter and the team at, at Callaway Golf, I would encourage you to do so. But uh, we're excited to have Chad uh, on joining us today, talk a little bit about like life inside of Callaway Golf. So hope you enjoy the listen. Make sure you uh, give us a review in the iTunes Store and the Google Play Store. And thanks for joining us. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again on the 15 More Yards podcast. I'm your host, Lance Wheeler. And uh, I think I touted you today chad on twitter as our biggest guest now i don't know leaf's a pretty big guy so i don't know size wise if that's it but the first question uh, i have for you size wise. He, you think he's got, got you size. size wise i think so and I, I don't know i think you're giving me a little too much credit as being the biggest guest i'm not uh i'm not really uh I, i'm not really a big time a big time name like leaf that's true. Leaf is Leaf's a big. People don't even know how big a deal Leaf is, do they? But the first question I have, and I was a little mad I didn't get a response from this from you on Twitter, okay? And that is, does Brett Belima know that if Baker Mayfield gets arrested in Fayetteville, that means he doesn't start at quarterback for Arkansas next year? Does he know that that's how the system works, or do you think he he thought maybe that was going to happen? You know, I don't know. Actually, uh, funny you say that. I I talked uh, on the phone to to coach last just last week um about some stuff for uh for Callaway he's you know he's a, he loves to play golf whenever he whenever he can and back during the season I sent him a couple custom wedges that had like the Razorback logo on them and stuff and he um and just being the nice like genuinely honest and nice guy that he is like during the middle of football season sent me a handwritten note back like thanking me and um you know just over the moon about the wedges and it was pretty long you know handwritten note that he had sent back to me as a thank you which i was not expecting and you know i, I was not expecting to hear I, to anything from him you know i just wanted to do it as a, as a kind gesture and um and then he and then he i got a phone call last week out of the blue and he wanted to call and just thank me again and now that he's got some uh, a little bit of time to play golf you know this this summer um he was, uh, you know, we were talking about some Callaway stuff. So, uh, just really nice, nice, genuinely, genuinely nice guy who, like, you know, will take the time out of his day to to talk to or write a thank you note to to anyone. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Well, and again, I, you know, I, I think I didn't say this, but we, if you if you don't know hashtag Chad, you you do have one of the more well known Twitter handles, I think, especially in the golf industry, but. We've got the one and only Chad Coleman with us from Callaway Golf. He is the social media manager for Callaway, and uh, we're, we're super excited to have him uh, join us today. And, uh, you know, Chad, the, the biggest thing that I, I do want to also just real quick, and I know we didn't even kind of prep this, but, you know, last week we're coming off the heel, heels of, and recording this, 
off of Bay Hill. And I think I'd be a little bit remiss if I didn't give you a chance to talk about Mr. Palmer and Corey and those folks from Bay Hill and, and your all's relationship as a company with, with Mr. Palmer. And, and, and just, so maybe I'll just ask you this, you know, I think you were watching from home. What was it like watching last week and, and seeing everything that was going on and, and talk just a little bit real quick, if you will, about, about, you know, the great relationship that Callaway and Mr. Palmer had. Oh man. Yeah. It was, it was a really awesome and a really special week to honor Mr. Palmer. Um, you know, as a lot of people know, we, we've, we've had a really long relationship with Mr. Palmer and his team. Um, and it's just a, truly an honor. You know, you mentioned Corey Britt, who has just, you know, been instrumental in helping us kind of partner to, you know, the past couple of years to create, you know, cool content around Mr. Palmer and share his, his name and his legacy. And, um, you know, I feel like we're we're really good partners in that way with him, and and Corey recognizes it too. He 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 knows it as well as anyone. Is, you know, we we want to share, you know, we want to share interesting things about Mr. Palmer and his life and his story, and not not focus it as much around products, but more just we want to be a good partner in that way and provide our, you know, provide our resources as, as far as you know the content that we can create and the assets that we can create in our in our house with our with Callaway Media Productions and let you know let them you know let them kind of use us in that way to to collaborate on some things and so going into the week we had we'd been talking to Corey and his team for the past couple of weeks about like some really cool things that we could do and we did um, you know a couple of Facebook lives from there on Sunday where we went through Mr. Palmer's office and showed some really cool memorabilia that. Um, Corey had just brought in over from uh, Arnie's office in Latrobe. Uh, he brought a few things over for the week, so we kind of gave people a glimpse of that um, and a few really cool, never before seen things that um, that we had access to. And we, you know, we had a kind of a plan going in on how we were going to collaborate and um, you know share some cool content. And they were there had they had a goal of you know they had just launched uh, the Arnold Palmer um, social handles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, after his passing so they were trying to get some more recognition for those and get some more followers there so we it was just a perfect partnership because we we got to utilize the access that Corey was able to give us and Corey was able to utilize our you know we had Amanda Bellionis down there doing the uh, the interviews and uh, all the Facebook live stuff so uh, you know we worked kind of hand in hand in that way and um, I think if you saw kind of the stuff that we put out that week, it was, it was pretty awesome, pretty special week. Um, and, you know, to cap it off with a, a team Callaway win with Mark Leishman taking it home. I mean, he couldn't have scripted it any better. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was a really cool story. And, you know, the Sunday charge, all those, all those signature Arnie things, um, you know, and, and I'm sure all of us have a Mr. Palmer story. I'll have to share mine with you a later time, but I had a chance to spend some time with him and Corey actually when the senior PGA uh, was in Pennsylvania and, and it wasn't at Latrobe country club, it was just around the corner, but obviously it was one of the last events that Mr. Palmer hosted. And I'll never forget. We, I was, my, my company that I was with provided security for Mr. Palmer, if, you know, and for the tournament, so to speak. Right. And I'll never forget one of the cool things, just engaging with Corey, his friend, just the, they, they, uh, it, it's so amazing that they are just normal people, if that makes sense. Right. You know, they're just, they're just normal people, and Mr. Palmer was that way, and I'll never forget it. He looked me in the eye, shook my head, and said, Lance, thanks for all your help this week. First of all, I don't know how you knew my name. I mean, I guess I had a name tag on earlier in the week, but, you know, one of his signatures was he always took his time, and, and, and I think, you know, in this world, we don't have that all the time. So 
I'm sure last week was a pretty emotional week for everybody involved down there, and, and it was probably therapeutic in a certain to a certain extent, and probably for you guys as well too, because it's hard when you lose somebody like obviously like an Arnold Palmer for many reasons, but again, he's been such a great friend to you guys as a company for so long. I'm sure it was probably uh, a little bit lethargic for you uh, to going leading into it and getting there, but therapeutic on the backside as well too. It was. That's exactly right. And you know, there's. There's so many uh, there's so many stories like that from Mr. Palmer that you know, and I love weeks like this week where people are sharing those stories um, in honor of in honor of him, and it just you you can't fathom how many how many people that he touched uh, he touched their lives like personally, and it's crazy to think like you, no other athlete that I've ever seen in any in any sport has has touched as many people individually and like really left an impact on as many people's lives as Mr. Palmer has. And we had, it's just, it's evident, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough um, to be able to spend any time with him before he passed, you know, I was, I was able to do that a couple of times. And you, you know, when you're, when you're in his presence, I mean, there's, you, 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 he lives up to everything that you, that you've heard about him and he's pretty special. I I remember two years, I think it was two years ago uh, when I was at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and, Mr. Palmer was on the Callaway truck talking to equipment, which, you know, was something that he loved more than anything is tweaking and tinkering. And he loves coming in the Callaway truck uh, whenever we get there and seeing what the newest product is and whatever it may be. And just, you know, kind of shooting the breeze with our tour reps. And he was walking out of the tour truck and I was kind of following him and he was, it was about lunchtime. And so he was, he was walking by and there's, there's a volunteer who was just kind of standing on the side over by the tour truck. I think he was making sure that, um, you know, like fans and, and that kind of thing were kind of staying out of the tour truck area. And this, you know, he was just, he just kind of standing there. Mr. Palmer was walking by and he stopped and he looked over at him and he said, what's your name, young man? And the guy told him, I can't remember what his name was. And he said, um, he said, do you want to come have lunch with me? The guy said, I would love to come have lunch with you, Mr. Palmer. And he's like, all right, let's go. And he took him into the clubhouse and, and had lunch with him. And that's just kind of goes to show you, you know, that was something that I was lucky enough to be able to witness firsthand, but there's, you know, a thousand, hundreds of thousands of other stories probably uh, along those lines that, um, you know, that Mr. Palmer was just a truly special, special man. So it was an awesome week. Well, great. So let, let's switch and let's, um, let's talk about you for a little bit, man. Let's, uh, we're going to celebrate you a little bit, I guess. But um, so, so tell me, you know, and, and again, we'll kind of get into your your role and, and kind of what you do and kind of how what falls under your umbrella with Callaway in a few minutes. But how did you get to this point? Like, you know, you're a young guy, so you're you're a kid still. I'm getting old and fat, but you're still a young flat belly. And 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 so, like, how did you get here? What did you do before? Did you visualize yourself? Um, you know, coming to, to Callaway, did you visualize yourself working in the golf industry? Kind of what was your progression um, after college, and, and how did you get into this position that you're in? Yeah, um, that's that's a good question. I mean, I it definitely wasn't uh, your, I guess, typical typical route. Um, I, you know, I was when I was in college, I I was very interested in I was a marketing and advertising um, major, um, and I. I was very interested in social media and how companies, you know, at this time it was something that was, um, that was really starting to become popular. Uh, and so I, you know, I was just really intrigued by this kind of new way of, you know, new way that companies and brands can interact with consumers. And I 
thought, you know, there's just so much unex, uh, unexplored potential here for uh, in the golf industry at the time, because nobody was really doing anything that, you know, as as just a as just a golf fan like I was um, there, I, nobody was really doing anything that, you know, as a fan that I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. So um, I was actually working at uh, at an advertising agency, uh, like a digital kind of social media advertising agency out of college. It was my first job. Um, and so I was writing some social content for, um, you know, companies that um, were clients of ours. And I just didn't really, you know, I, I knew that I liked kind of the social angle, but I, I didn't really love working for an agency because there was a lot of restrictions in terms of, you know, you have to kind of uh, be on, you know, the client, you know, when you have clients that you're writing for, like Sam's Club, P.F. Chang's and Walmart, that kind of thing, they they aren't really at the time at least weren't willing to really take any risks and so you couldn't really be creative with the content that you're creating for them because they would come back and they would tell you that you know they wanted it to be more bland or whatever um so that was that was kind of a frustrating dynamic and i thought you know i really want to do something where i have some some freedom and some creativity because um you know i have a lot of ideas and and again, I would just being a golf fan, I, I kept up with a lot of, um, you know, people in the golf industry on social and interacted with them. And, um, and so one of, one of those people was Ashley Mayo who works at golf digest. And so I, one day just on a whim, I, I sent her my resume and I was like, Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, you know, you know, like trying to get a job or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to like be that guy, but I was like, I, I would, I feel like I really, I really want to be in the golf industry and I feel, you know, like I would be missing an opportunity if I didn't at least just pass on my, my resume in case you ever hear of anything, you know, I would love kind of a, an opening or a window or just, you know, anything to put my, put my foot in the door to get into the golf industry. Um, and it was just perfect timing because she had heard about a, this position open at Callaway. They were looking to hire their first social media manager and, um, he was able to give a recommendation for me. And it was, you know, that, that part was a lot of uh, really good timing. Um, and then, you know, it was, I had, I had already had like all these ideas of what I would do, you know, whenever I, whenever I would get a position like this. And so um, I had that going for me because when I had the phone interview and then I had subsequent in-person interview, um, I already had a lot of ammunition. You know, I think, I think Callaway at that time had already been trying to look for someone for a couple months. Um, for this position and they just hadn't really found anyone um, that they you know thought would be a good fit so um, you know I kind of went into it with the mindset of you know I'm just I'm not gonna I I, I was a, I was going into it assuming that Callaway didn't really know what they wanted because it was the first position in the company for it and um, maybe they were waiting for someone to tell them what they needed so um, I, you know, I kind of came at it with that, that strategy and I, I laid out all my ideas and I said, if, if I'm hired, here's what I would do immediately. Here's some ideas that I have. And I, you know, was really aggressive in that way and, and, uh, it, pay, it paid off. It turns out that that was kind of exactly what they were looking for. Um, so that's kind of what, what got me the, the in-person interview and then, um, you know, got him to take a chance to hire some kid out of Arkansas to come come move to California and, and run all the social media for Callaway. And um, I think like going back to your point, um, you know, I think 
one of the main things that has allowed us to have some success here is I'm not micromanaged and I haven't been since day one. So Callaway trusted me to, you know, it's a big responsibility when you're running social for a big brand, because every, every single post that you put out on every single day is basically you're speaking on behalf of the entire company. So you can't, mess, can't mess it up. And, uh, but there's also, there's also, you know, the, I think a very important component and is having, you know, trusting your social media manager to, to have a personality and to, to trust them to make it, to use good judgment and, and make good decisions and just let them go with it as opposed to like trying to get every single post approved, run up the ladder and approved by everyone in the entire department. You know, that just doesn't work anymore. When this kind of fast paced environment, you have to, you have to be quick and nimble and you also have to have a personality for your brand. And, um, you know, I think it, it was, I'm lucky that Callaway let me kind of have free reigns because, um, that's what kind of allowed Cal- allowed me to, you know, shape a voice and to shape a personality for, for this brand. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, we've tried a lot of new things and sometimes they don't work, sometimes they do, but we're, we're really just trying to stay on, on the cutting edge of, of what's new and how we can, how we can share the story of our brand and the people behind it and make our consumers and make our fans out there feel like they're a part of what we're doing, not just, you know, have one brand handle where we push out you know, our product messages, we want to have personalities in the company on Twitter and make sure that our consumers are able to interact with us directly. And um, so that's been, you know, a big, a big part of our strategy and and it always will be. So here's what I know about Callaway. Callaway absolutely hates the officials who were calling the Arkansas, Michigan basketball game yesterday for like the, or excuse me. Yeah, for um for the for the la- the the game yesterday. Sorry, sorry. Who was Arkansas playing? I totally forgot. I just spaced. North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, that's that makes it even worse, right? So uh, Callaway hates the the non travel call. Callaway hates the non tipped ball call. So yep. if nothing else, we know that Callaway two, golf. Two first calls I've seen in all of March Madness so far this year. By the way, that came back to back on us. But you know, whatever. That's for. I'm trying to get over it. That's for the that's for the intervention podcast. We'll have we'll have another time, right? And and hey, I'll I'll I've got your back. Not an Arkansas homer by any stretch, right? Terrible calls. Right. Those were garbage. So I, I I do have your back in that. So first question. Now I have two questions about your equipment, okay? Because obviously this is an equipment podcast. I, the first sure. one I'm going to ask is what's in your bag, okay? So what are you what are you carrying? And I've got a pretty good idea. You've got some Callaway gear. But then the, the follow-up question I'm going to ask you is a better one, and that is, so, so tell us a little bit about your bag, and then what's the last item you purchased that wasn't a Callaway, the last item you purchased prior to your time with Callaway? Does that make sense? Like, what's the last thing you walked into a golf shop and spent money on? Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it might shock you to to know that I have all Callaway clubs in my bag right now. Um, I I actually don't I haven't been playing much golf. I don't I don't play as much golf as you would think for someone who works in the golf industry. You think that we just play golf all the time, but it's actually it's actually not the case whatsoever. Uh especially when, you know, it's been a really bit a really busy year for us uh and that's a good thing because, you know, Epic's been off to a great start and we're having some tour wins and there's a lot of buzz, so 
if I'm not playing as much golf, I guess that means it's because I don't have as much time because I'm too busy working. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a give and take, but um, I've got, so for my bag set up, I played uh, a few holes on Friday. Uh, and that was the first time in, in a couple, uh, I think almost two months that I that I'd even played. Um, I've got uh, Epic driver, Epic, Epic three wood, uh, Apex two hybrid, um, Apex, an Apex Pro combo set, uh, four through pitch, and then I've got uh, Mac Daddy Forged Wedges. I go 50, 55, 60 on those. Um, the Two Ball Fang Putter, which I've had for like, I've had for like almost a year and a half now, which is like the longest I've ever kept a putter. That thing is so money for me. Um, and then I play the Chrome Stop X Ball. Um, I would say, Man, what's the last thing I purchased before I worked at Callaway? Um, I I don't know what the last thing I purchased was, but it's funny. I was cleaning out my garage the other day, and I saw I actually right before I got the job at Callaway, I won a tailor-made uh, Twitter sweepstakes for a signed Dustin Johnson hat. And uh, I was going through my garage, kind of cleaning some stuff out the other day, and I I found that hat in one of my bins, and I was like. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot. I, have this, I was like, why do I have a tailor-made hat in here? And then I thought, oh, that's the one that I won. They did a, some sort of sweepstakes where you could win a autographed hat. And I uh, I won it. And um, so that was the last thing I can remember from an, another brand other than Callaway. So that, so can we, I'm assuming we can maybe, that might be, may or may not be on eBay currently. Is that, is that, can, we, can you validate that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe no, for something yeah, there. That's still, it's still in my garage, but it's tucked away under a lot of other things and in a bin that is stacked that has a lot of other bins stacked on top of it. Let's put it that way. So here's another question I'm gonna ask, and I and I didn't prep you for this one, but do you, do you have to have because you know like I, I'm not uh, I, I'm kind of anti logo guy, you know what I mean? So you, you know again, so we'll use your beloved hogs for example, right? And and yep. so. You know, you play golf with some guys in Arkansas, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna roll up, and we're gonna have a hog, hog hat on for not, not, not the, not the, the, the pig hat, just a hog baseball cap on, right? We're gonna have a hog t-shirt or a hog golf shirt on. We definitely are rocking a hog golf bag. Okay, I know because it's the same way in Oklahoma. It's the exact same thing. Do Do you have? Do you guys have an internal rule about, like, let's just say you're going to play with your buddies or some of the guys from work, or you guys are gonna sneak out. Do you have any do you have any rules as to the number of logos and the number of Callaway logos that you can be wearing at one given time point in time anytime do you have any kind of those rules or is it something you guys think you need to you need to have an intervention on because I'm sure it's just Callaway hot, top to bottom right but do you guys have any rules about that or is it just free for all No it's kind of it's kind of a free for all you know we're uh when we're out on the golf course we're we're trying to to rep the brand and so we you know we're always you know, I'm I'm kind of like you. I don't like to have, you know, nine Callaway logo or nine of any logo. Um, I'm kind of like simplistic when it comes to that. But um, you know, there's it's kind of a free for all. So as as what whatever you want to wear, wear it. I want you to start a subculture within the company where we limit the number of Callaway logos. But um, but no, I, I I wondered that because it's it's just kind of the way it works, right? And it's kind of the way that it happens for you guys. So. So you work at Callaway, which means every day you walk in, you know, you and I were jo- joking about this before, right? You walk in, you, 
you go grind some wedges, you go uh, check out the latest and greatest, you're already hitting the, the epic version for whatever that is. Um, th that's normally what a day looks like in your world, I'm sure. Um, but I think, obviously, probably a lot of us, like, again, we're golf people, right? If they're listening to this, they're a golf person. So Callaway is, is one of the, the big hitters, right? It's one of the places that for somebody like me or somebody like a normal golfer, just going there once is a, is a, is a kind of a lifetime, you know, literally what could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're in that culture on, on a day to day basis. So what are, you know, what does a day look like for you? Um, you know, what's, what's life like really around the world of Callaway on a day to day basis? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I wish, I wish that's how my day went every day. I just came in and poured a cup, poured a cup of coffee and went and hit some balls. And, uh, no, unfortunately not. You know, I, I, I'll start by saying that I, you know, I have to pinch myself all the time, you know, working in the golf industry is just a dream for, for someone like me or someone, you know, anyone who's, who's a golf fan. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to combine, combine my passions of, you know, social media marketing and, um, and golf into a career. Uh, and I, I'm able to, you know, have some really awesome experiences along the way and very, very fortunate for that. Um, I would say, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about what social media managers do and, um, and that's fine. You know, I, I get it. I've, I've kind of get that all the time, but it's, it's a tough job and it's, it's always on, um, you know, just ask my wife, she'll tell you that uh, it's, I'm glued to my phone at all times because you kind of have to be. Um, and, you know, a typical day, for for example, you know, yesterday, a Sunday, we had um, a couple guys in the in the mix at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and then we ended up having the winner. So anytime on a weekend where we have a guy in the mix or he's playing well, um, I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to I have to drop all my plans that I had for the weekend, and I have to start working. And and then there's just no question. I, I have to, because I, you know, being, I'm the only social media person for Callaway. So there's no, it's not like I can just not do it and expect someone else to get it done. If, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And that just can't happen. So, um, you know, I had, I, you, you kind of always are on call and um, I, you know, I had to, I had to work for, you know, four or five hours yesterday at least. Um, and then, you know, because Mark Leishman won, and we had to activate some win, some win graphics, and put some stuff on our website, and um, kind of all the stuff that we do there. So um, that's kind of, you know, something that I think a lot of people don't realize is how just how much you actually are working and how much you're on the clock. It, it kind of never stops, and that was one thing that I've really had to kind of work on when I when I kind of first started with Callaway the first couple of years is figuring out how to turn it off when I go home, you know, because uh, there's, there's, you just have to, you have to be able to separate yourself, yourself at times. Um, and especially for your home life. And I'm, if I want to stay married and don't want to get divorced, then I'm going to have to figure out ways to, to do that from time to time. And luckily my wife is very understanding and she knows, she knows that that comes with the territory and that that's part of the job. And it is, you know, uh, so we uh, just kind of try to meet in the middle there, but um, you know, it's a very fun job, a very rewarding job. And I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you know, there's, but there's definitely, you know, a lot that goes on behind the scenes that uh, I don't, I think the average person probably doesn't really, doesn't really know. 
If I were to say to you, what what do you think would most surprise people, other than the obviously you never get to play golf? And 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 by the way, anybody out here who's listening who's worked in the golf industry knows that's the reality of the golf industry, right? You get into the golf industry because you love golf, and you never get to play. It's just part of the deal, right? So uh, yeah. if I were to say to you, what what do you think would surprise people the most about Callaway? How, what, what do you think is the, the one thing that would, would jump into your brain that would that really just kind of shock people about you guys as a company? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this is, if this will shock people necessarily, but we, I've never worked somewhere or been around a group of people who are just all like so committed and so willing to help out and do anything. You know, we all, we all wear multiple different hats, you know, like we are in terms of like our marketing team here. um, We, we all do a lot of different things and you, you don't have like your specific job title. And then you do that one job duty. We have, you know, we have our graphic designers running cameras on Callaway live and we have, you know, our, our, you know, whoever it may be, you know, we're, we're all kind of doing different things because we're trying to do things differently here. And so when, when you're doing that, that means breaking out of the norms and, and getting, you know, people willing and able to try new things and step outside their comfort zone. And, um, that, that wouldn't be able to happen and we wouldn't be able to succeed at that if we didn't have the people here who are just willing to do that. So it's, uh, the culture is great and we all support each other and we all want to help each other succeed. Um, and I'm talking every single person. I mean, there it's, we have an amazing group here. Um, and you know, we, you have to, whenever you have a, we have a relatively small team for the amount of work that we're responsible for, for, from a marketing, marketing standpoint. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really awesome to see, to, to you know, see how, see the passion and see how many people are, um, just, you know, really, really kind of wanting to help whoever they can. Um, to help spread the good word about Callaway and, and create cool content. And um, the, the group that we have here is it's so much fun to come to work and, and work with these people every day because, um, you know, we're all, we're all just, uh, you know, we're all golf fans ourselves, you know. So just like everyone else, we're golf fans. And so uh, we love the game and we live and breathe it. And um, that was one of the most surprising things when I got here is how, how you know, the company culture here was just so inviting and so welcome and um you know everybody's kind of willing to do what they can to help anyone out which you know is crucial to to success so how many people do you have on your marketing team totally you said it was a pretty small number that maybe would surprise people because i think we see all the content that you guys push right whether it's you know, no, no matter what it is whether it's tv spots um you know social media obviously falls under your umbrella how big is your marketing team yeah um I don't know the exact number you know it's me for social media and then um my kind of counterpart aj who is responsible for a lot of the digital content on our website uh it's you know we have a couple graphic designers we have one pr person who's my boss whose pr is now just a, a small portion of his job it used to be you know it used to be when i got here we had like three pr people um and so we have you know a a few retail marketing um and then we have you know 
three three or four video editors, video people on team, our Cali Media Productions team who shoot and edit all of our video in-house. Um, you know, we have a producer, uh, Jeff Newbarth, and then, you know, I, I don't know an exact number, but literally we all sit like right next to each other in the office and a pretty small, pretty small space. And um, that's why we're kind of able to collaborate together because it's not just retail marketing is retail marketing and they kind of live on an island, you know, retail, will, you know, we all find ways to collaborate and work together. Um, so we're all, you know, like I said, we all kind of wear different hats, but, um, you know, relatively for the amount of content that we push out day on a daily basis, it's a pretty small team. So if I were to say to you, it, you know, you leading the social media team, which consists of you and you and you, um, but so what do you think your number, what, what's your number one goal? If I were to say to you, you know, what's your goal with your, with your, with social media, you know, what are you trying to accomplish with social media? Because, it, you know, again, you guys do have a, a very resounding presence in that. You know, I, I think, I know, I remember a few, maybe it was a month back that somebody was, you know, somebody put that question out there in regards to who has the best social media department of golf companies on the, on the internet. And you guys, you know, were hands down one of the, I think I was hate tweeting you like, duh, or something like that. Cause obviously you're so involved, but what is your number one goal with social media and, and how have you guys really used it or utilized it to make, you know, I guess you could say to, to increase, not, not just increase revenue, but, but increase really brand awareness around products. Yeah. You know, first off I'm, I am, well, I am the, the only social media manager, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, couldn't do it without the help of our graphic designers and AJ, um, who, you know, we all collaborate on the types of content that we're going to put out. We're not just trying to push our product and, um, and tell people it's so great and why they should buy it, but we want to be, you know, we want to create content that's engaging and fun and informative and approachable at the same time. Um, we're more concerned with people consuming our content and, and having a good experience with us than we are just pushing product messages, which is, I think what a lot, what you'll see a lot of other OEMs are still doing. Um, you know, we, we, our main goal is, you know, we want people to experience Callaway differently than they do any other golf brand on, on, so on the social and digital, digital side. Um, so, you know, that's, we're really committed to, to that and to, um, you know, whether, you know, anything from the, the type of, the type of content we create on our website to the personality and the tone that we have on social, um, or, you know, the people within the company that are on Twitter and are engaging with consumers on a daily basis as well, like Harry and, um, you know, and all the other kind of people in the, in the golf, in our, in our kind of, uh, senior executive team, we have, you know, Dr. Alan Hocknell, who's our SVP of R and D is on Twitter and Roger Cleveland. And, um, we have all these kind of personalities in the company that are making themselves available to consumers to, to really kind of get to know them and, we want people to, to be able to know the, the, the faces behind Callaway and, and feel like they, you know, know us as a, as a friend or, or feel like they're a little closer to us than, than just having one brand handle that pushes out the same message every time we launch a new product. Um, so, you know, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of commitment and, and an investment from a lot of people to be able to do that and to, to be so open um, and be committed to that. So, that's, you know, a big part of our, uh, 
big part of our strategy. And luckily, you know, it goes back to the culture thing. Like we have a really good team who's committed to, to doing what we, whatever they can to help, um, you know, to help in that regard. So um, it's, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist. So let's talk just for a quick second um, about Epic. Okay. Because you guys are doing okay for yourselves. I think this year, right? I think, I saw. I think I saw Harry tweet yesterday. I think February's news was pretty similar to January's news in regards to uh, to to the sales numbers. Is that what I is that what I saw yesterday? Yeah, um, yeah. I could talk Epic all day long because that's the only thing that I've been talking about for the past two months, pretty much. And it's it's awesome because you know we have a, a, a it's not it's not very often that you have a, a technology and a product or and a driver that is as apt that is actually a game changer it's something that's tangible and people know that it's there um it's not just say that it's better because it's better it's actually a, a visible technology that um that is that makes sense and it, and it, and it actually works and so you, you know you only get those kind of groundbreaking um technologies once once you know in every gosh i mean it doesn't come around that often in, in the golf equipment space um we're all they're all you know obviously we're always able to make kind of incremental changes and in, in that kind of thing when we have new products but it's not often that you have really such a groundbreaking change and so it's kind of been a, a perfect storm because you know people are talking about the hype of epic and the hype that has had built for epic and the funny thing is we didn't, we weren't even responsible for that. People are saying, you know, Callaway's hyping up Epic or whatever, but it, it was consumer driven hype. It was, it wasn't, we didn't do much of the hype. Um, the hype came from consumers and people who tested it and are seeing the results that they are. And um, that's kind of where, that's kind of where it all starts. And so um, it's been a really fun past couple of months to, to be a part of this, to be a part of the team that launches a product like this because you don't get to do that very often. You don't have an opportunity like this very often in golf. And, um, you know, in January and February, we're the number one selling driver, uh, which, you know, for Callaway um, is, is pretty awesome because there's another company who's always, you know, prided themselves on being the number one driver in golf and they sponsor more people to play their driver on the, on the PGA tour than anyone else. So they can say they're the number one driver in golf and it's, you know, worked for them for many years. And now we have a product that actually outperforms everything else on the market by a significant margin and consumers are seeing that and it translates into market share results. And so, um, you know, we don't, we don't even need the hype because we're confident that when people go test Epic and at retail that they're going to walk away with Epic because of just simple performance, you know, performance beats anything else out there. So um, it's, it's really crazy. And in all my time here, I've been Callaway coming up on five years here in just a couple weeks, actually. And I've never seen a reaction to a product even close to this. I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of like distance that people are gaining from Epic and, um, it's, you know, like I said, it's fun to be a part of, and then, you know, we're having a, we're having a great tour success with it. We just had back-to-back -back wins with it, um, on the PGA tour with Adam Hadwin and Mark Leishman. Um, so, you know, we we're, we're looking really good right now and it's, it's keeping all of us here very, very busy. So here's a question for you, and this is maybe 
kind of going inside, you know, the golf industry a little bit because, you know, every January that we get the hot, the hot list shows up, right? I mean, it, sh it shows up. We start seeing the commercials. We see all the gear out on tour. And, and, and again, I'm assuming people who are listening to this are obviously interested in learning about gear and, and just kind of the industry. But like, but every year, you know, you always ask those questions and we talked with Leaf a cup, you know, Leaf Erickson a few weeks ago from Club Champion who, you know, he, his he's under the belief of let's just put you on the we'll put you on Trackman and figure out what it is. And so we talked, you know, and I think you had a chance to listen to some of that. We just talked about the benefits of that, but from the inside, I I know probably every year you guys get together and you have these you know, marketing conversations about where we're going to go. How, what, what do we, what strategy, what route, you know, what's our, what's our, what's our play this year to a certain extent, right. From a business standpoint. So obviously this has been significantly different and just, you spoke to it than anything you guys have ever launched. So first of all, here's maybe a good question. And I don't know if you can, how much you can tell us of this, but like, so we see this in January. When was the first time that somebody came to you and said, Holy shit, we've got, something that it does that make sense like when does that when does that how does that process begin and how soon does that start and and again how much i don't know how much you can speak to that and just you know without without stepping on anybody's toes but you know what does that what does that look like if that makes sense like the first time where you kind of knew you had a product like this yeah when was the first time that you were like hey this is going to be big yeah i mean well you know, if you think about it, like, first of all, our, our R&D team was super hyped on this. And I remember, I remember going back to like January 2015, I think. And that was the first time I had heard kind of, a, I was at Stream Song with, um, with uh, Doc Hawk and I was, we were playing golf in an event there. And he was, you know, we were just kind of chit-chatting and he was like, he kind of gave me a little bit of a teaser as to what was coming, what was to come with our new, our next driver. And he was telling me about the, the, you know, the jailbreak bars and that kind of thing. At the time it wasn't called jailbreak, but, and, you know, I think when he was telling me about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And I think consumers see that too. When, when we tell the story of jailbreak, you know, when a ball hits the golf, hits the face of the driver at impact you know, the, the crown and the sole kind of bulge out. If you look at it in like super slow motion, you can see, you know, it's, it's physics, it's science. When, a, when you come in contact, um, you know, the, the sole and the crown kind of bulge out a little bit. And, you know, a lot of the, the shock is absorbed there in the, in the middle. And then when you add these two jailbreak bars that stiffen, that stiffen the face at impact and they're connecting, you know, the top to the bottom and, when you make when you make impact with impact, it doesn't you know the ball is coming off the face faster because it doesn't have it you know it's just it's a more rigid structure and so when you like when you kind of when he was telling me about that and I was like wow that makes complete sense to me like it makes total sense that you know that why this technology works and I think that's re it's a technology that is resonating with a lot of consumers too and. Um, again, it's, it's not just something that we're, it's not just a technology that we're telling people is there, but they can't really see it. Like, you know, you know, like any other, you know, face cup technology or whatever in our irons, like it's, that's a game changing technology as well. But 
it's not really a visual thing. You can't really see it or touch it or feel it or know it's there. Jailbreak has kind of all those qualities. It's something that's visual. People know it's there. And it also just, it just makes sense. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course that's going to help. Um, and I think that was, that's kind of hitting on all cylinders because you have a, a really cool technology with a cool name and it's visual and it makes sense. It just, it just makes sense to people and it, and it, and it works. So that's kind of the, the, the perfect storm, you know, and um, whenever you're able to have something that hits on all those parameters, you're going to have a winner. And, and we're seeing it because it's, we're not just, we're not just saying it performs. It actually does. And consumers are experiencing that when they go to retail and they get fit. And, um, you know, we're, it's crazy how much demand there is and we're just trying to keep up. Yeah. I was going to say that I know the demand has been, you guys are just, you're, you're going at I'm sure a million miles an hour. And then you've got all these tour players winning every week, which obviously adds to, 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 uh, th- those are the good kind of problems to have. Right. But, but it definitely has been a, uh, an interesting, an interesting year for you. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, one of the things I'm going to challenge you a little bit on is I hope you have had some time to just reflect. And, and I know you guys have been enjoying the journey, enjoying the ride, right. Enjoy the journey. And, and hopefully, um, I'm assuming this is not the, obviously the end of the journey by any stretch. It's really just beginning, but hopefully you guys are able to, to kind of sit back and, and, and reflect on that. So last question I'm going to have for you, Chad, first of all, again, thanks so much to Chad Coleman. Find you on Twitter at hashtag Chad and uh, obviously at Callaway Golf and on and, and all the, the social media handles. And, and Chad is one of the few who you can never, never hesitate to ask and, and him and his team a question. They'll definitely get back to you. But what do we have planned? What's coming up for the social media department? I don't know if you know, have, 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 if you've ever heard of there's this tournament coming up in a couple of weeks down in Georgia. Have you heard of that one before? I have. Uh Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about, the Masters. Yeah, the Masters. So, give us a little teaser. What can we uh why do we need to be tuned into Callaway, uh, you know, all of your media platforms in the next couple of weeks and um and and, and just kind of give us what what's in store a little bit. Um and how are you guys what are you guys doing to raise the bar this year with your Masters coverage and and what can what can I uh, as a as somebody sitting on my couch in St. Louis, what can I expect to learn and see from you guys? Yeah, well, um, obviously we have the defending champ, which is a great story for us, for Danny Willett. Um, we, you know, the Masters is, is a little bit different because they're very, they're very protective on, um, you know, brands and how they cover the event. Um, very, very protective. And they have a lot of, a lot of limitations, so much so that um, as, as of last year, they, they stopped allowing equipment manufacturers to come in on practice days and take photos and share, share photos on our website or social media or anything. So we're a little handcuffed um, as far as what we can do um, at on the ground. Um, So what we'll try to do is, you know, think of things that, that we content that we can create where we don't, we aren't required to be actually on the premises. So, Last year, we had a really successful piece that was, you know, so we basically are thinking, what are people going to be talking about this week? What questions are people going to have? What type of content is going to be useful? What are people going to be searching for? What, are they, what answers, what questions are they have? What answers are going to be seeking? Um, what is something that is actually provides a utility for people that week? And so, you know, last year we did a post that was like, I think it was, um, like 10 things every every first timer at the Masters needs to know about. So 
I've been fortunate enough to go uh, a couple times to the Masters, so I kind of had, you know, uh, a couple years experience to be like, okay, if, if you're someone who's never gone before, which there's going to be a lot of people who've never gone, they're going to be looking for what is what, what are the quick, you know, few things that I have to make sure that I do, and so that was a piece of content that that crushed it for us because um, we were able to provide, you know, insight that was useful. Um, it didn't really necessarily have to do anything with Callaway, um, but you know, again, that we're not we're not in the business of just trying to sell products every single time we have an interaction with the consumer. So we want to create fun and engaging content that's useful for people, and so so that they have a good experience with Callaway on social and digital, and so so that when they're looking to purchase their next golf club, we're going to be in their consideration set. Um, so we're looking for you know. Things, things that we can do like that um, for that week, and we'll see, we'll see where we go. We have a couple uh, limited edition uh, uh, things that we have in the works that you'll see uh, as far as, like, head covers and a tribute to, to Mr. Palmer, who, um, you know, won the Masters four times, and we have some uh, a couple cool partnerships with, with his team uh, to honor him this year as well. Well, I, I know you guys are going to have a great, a great week in April. And, and Chad, thanks so much, man. I, I really appreciate the time, and and I appreciate you giving us a kind of an inside look at, at at your role and 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 how this world of social media. Again, I think this is a hugely underutilized piece of technology that's out there for for the typical typical golfer, and not even just from the hey, let's learn what works, you know, about from a brand, but just from the standpoint of learning more about the game itself, learning more about the history of, of the game and just, be, you know, being on the inside. And, and, and I think so much, you know, right. we all envision and want to be inside the ropes, right? Like those of us who have spent, uh, you know, our lives outside the ropes. And, and I appreciate you giving us a little bit of an insight today as to what that looks like within your company. And, you know, congratulations to you guys on all your success. And, and I know that, you guys are going to continue to have a great year, and, and it's been a fun year to follow uh, Callaway. And uh, hopefully this is the last time we have you on. You can hopefully, you know, make some time, and, and we can do it again. And no, I, I, hope, I hope you have me back. What's that? I hope I, can be back for, I hope I can be back for part two on this podcast sometime. Well, the fact that you made it for part one, you know, hopefully there is a part two. We make it that far, right? But um, but thanks again, I man. I, it's, been, it's been fun, and, and I appreciate everything. Uh, make sure you follow Chad on Twitter at hashtag Chad. Make sure you follow the Callaway uh, account at Callaway Golf. You can see some pimento cheese sandwiches from earlier today. Are you responsible for that pick, Chad? Right. Tasty. That's that's you're just pouring salt, pouring salt on everybody's wounds who <laughs> who hasn't been. But thanks so much, man. Hey, we did not even we did not even get a. We're, here's what we'll say for next time. You gotta, we've got to share, and I know a lot of people have heard it at this point. But we we got to have a Wesley Bryan caddying story when we talk next time about. Oh yes, because right okay, now that'll, that'll give me a reason to come back on for part two. Then you we'll have the highest winning two. percentage of any caddy in Web.com history, I think, don't you? I I think so. Yeah, in professional golf history. I like see now. There right. you go. You're you've opened you've opened the uh, the box uh, even bigger, but. We'll definitely tell that. We'll save that story for next time. Hey, thanks for joining us, Chad. I appreciate it, bud. Thanks for your time. And, uh, and we you, look Lance. forward to seeing everything uh, moving forward with Callaway Golf. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.